Why should I be frightened of dying? There's no reason for it. You've got to go sometimes. Hello and welcome to the Sam Reed's Near-Death Experiences podcast. Thank you very much for listening today. I've been working on an episode for my other podcast, Decoding Death, where we are looking at the symbolism and meaning of the crossroads as it appears in near-death experiences and in folklore and fairy tales and mythology around the world. And for that episode, I've been gathering together different NDEs which feature a crossroads, which includes the last episode I put out here entitled Betty's NDE. And today I wanted to read another near-death experience I found, which features a crossroad. And this one is coming to us from a woman named Helen. And I thought it might, again, be fun and interesting to share and start reading some NDEs every now and then here on Sam Reed's Near-Death Experiences. So this will be a quick episode, but one that I hope you all find interesting and thought-provoking. This NDE is coming to us from the nderf.org website, the Near-Death Experience Research Foundation, and I will post a link to the account in the description of this episode. It occurred in 1996, and the NDE took place after some kind of medical event, some kind of allergic reaction or difficulty breathing that Helen had while spending some time with her friends. As you will see, the experience has some very compelling and meaningful imagery, and I thought it was worth sharing with you all. So, without any further ado, here is Helen's near-death experience. Quote, I was living in an industrial building with some friends at the time. I felt like I was going to faint, hot and clammy, dizzy, nauseous. I couldn't talk or yell out, so I stumbled out to get my friend's attention. I might have grunted before I collapsed in front of them. I felt myself being sucked away from my body. When I opened my eyes, I was in an amazing place with lots of greenery. There were trees, rolling hills, etc. I felt an overwhelming joy and freedom. I noticed a trail of sorts, sort of like a dirt track, so I started to follow it. I wasn't walking. It was more of a floating sensation. I was full of wonderment. Everything looked so amazing. It was like I was experiencing everything for the first time, as if I had never seen an old oak tree or green fields before. I came to a crossroads where an old man was waiting. He had a wizard-like appearance with a long beard but no hat, and he had an ordinary-looking cane. There was a raven, crow-like bird sitting on a signpost. The signpost didn't seem to say anything. It just pointed off in different directions. I said hello, although we didn't actually vocalize, just talked in thoughts. He told me to choose a path. 
One path went off towards some mountainous area, another down into a valley filled with forests, another carried on over many rolling hills. I was about to choose the path to the valley and forests when I decided to turn around and see where I had come from. I saw myself lying on my bed with my friends around me. As soon as I saw myself, I got a big shock and I felt myself being sucked back into my body. I started yelling, no, because I didn't want to go back. I heard a faint thought, not your time yet, as I was being sucked back. My body sat up as I rushed back in, and I was still yelling out when I became conscious. At first, I couldn't breathe properly, so a flatmate grabbed an inhaler for me to use until I had calmed down. They kept asking what happened, and I was so upset, all I could do was sob and say I didn't want to come back. The next few days, I kept in my room and slept a lot. I didn't want to be around anyone. End quote. So that was Helen's near-death experience. And you can see pretty clearly the similarity with the previous NDE that we read, which was Betty's. And the common element of the crossroads and meeting a figure there who tells them to pick a path and then being told to go back. Something we're going to be exploring in greater depth in an episode I'm working on for Decoding Death. It is quite fascinating that here in this case, the figure who she meets at the crossroads is an old man, which she likens to a wizard. And that is mythologically and psychologically the perfect figure to be at a crossroads. An old man, a sage, a wizard, a figure who serves as a psychopomp or a guide into the afterlife. In the case of Betty, as we talked about, it was a, an unknown woman, but here we have this, this old man with a long beard who acts as sort of the intermediary between the world of the living and that of the dead. And of course, this meeting takes place at a crossroads at what sounds like a beautiful, natural setting. Very interesting that she had different choices of which path to take. And I'm going to read just a, a brief quote here from one of the questions at the end of the experience, just to give a little further context on this crossroads. Quote, Did you reach a boundary or limiting physical structure? Yes, I came to a crossroads, but never got to choose my path. I didn't have any idea of what would happen once I had chosen, but that didn't seem to be an issue. I would have gone on regardless. End quote. And as she had said in the experience, she was about to choose the path into the valley and the forests, and there was also a path into the mountains. And it sounds as though there wasn't a right or wrong path. It was just whatever she felt drawn to, which is pretty interesting. Perhaps there's no right or wrong way, it's just the difficulty of the journey which is ahead of us. To go along with that, there was a signpost with no 
directions on it. There was just different paths. They didn't say where they were heading, and maybe they all end up at the same place eventually, but that was a fascinating little detail that here is a signpost which is supposed to point the way, and yet there's no information on it. But there is a raven sitting on it, which symbolically is a fascinating image to appear in this NDE. Ravens have all sorts of associations from death to war to prophecy to being even a creator god in some cultures. As a bird with wings that flies, they are associated with the world of spirit, of the spiritual world, like that's why angels have wings, why smoke rising is considered to be an offering of that going up into the world of spirit, to heaven. And so birds are often associated symbolically with the spiritual side of things. But because it is black, it is often associated with death or the dark side of, of life. I'm going to read a brief passage just to give us an overview of this very complicated symbol of the raven because it does have some negative aspects but also some positive ones and also associations with being a different kind of psychopomp as I mentioned, a guide to the world of the dead. Quote, Many references to ravens exist in world lore and literature. Most depictions allude to the appearance and behavior of the wide-ranging common raven. Because of its black plumage, croaking call, and diet of carrion, the raven is often associated with loss and ill omen. Yet its symbolism is complex. As a talking bird, the raven also represents prophecy and insight. Ravens in stories often act as psychopomps, connecting the material world with the world of spirits. French anthropologist Claude Lévi-Strauss proposed a structuralist theory that suggests that the raven, like the coyote, obtained a mythic status because it was a mediator animal between life and death. As a carrion bird, ravens became associated with the dead and with lost souls. In Swedish folklore, they are the ghosts of murdered people without Christian burials, and in German stories, damned souls. End quote. So it is fascinating that there are two archetypal representatives of this mediation between life and death. We have the wise old man who acts as a guide to the afterlife and who presumably would ferry Helen's soul onto one of these paths and perhaps give her some advice should she have continued on and also a animal re representative of this mediation between life and death. This raven who is uh, a symbol in many cultures around the world, almost truly a universal type of symbol, but having different aspects depending on what is called for in the context of the culture and the story. For instance, in some Native American cultures, the raven is the creator god who makes the world, and in others, other 
cultures and in sometimes the same culture, there is a different raven who's sort of a trickster, childish sort of figure. And so the symbolism can be quite complex depending on what is trying to be conveyed. But overall, as I often say with these stories, it's important to keep in mind that this imagery is coming from the unconscious. It is not being consciously chosen, and therefore we can look at these different elements and compare them with world mythology and, and folklore and fairy tales from around the world, which also stem from the unconscious and try to get some insight into their meaning. And that is something I intend to do with this episode of Decoding Death, which is upcoming, where we're going to be looking at the image of the crossroads as this boundary, this, this line, this threshold, which often is quite numinous and meaningful, not only in folklore, but even in near-death experiences. So please keep an eye out for that, and I will probably continue to read some near-death experiences here and there, maybe a little bit more often, as I've quite enjoyed doing it here on Sam Reed's Near-Death Experiences. So thank you very much for listening, and keep an eye out for future episodes. If you enjoy this podcast, please leave a five-star rating on iTunes or whatever podcast platform that you use, because that really helps us out and gets more people to listen to the podcast. So thank you again very much for listening and till next time. Bye.